Hey. Oh. Hey. Howdy. You still there? <laughs> okay, good. What's up? This is Blurry Photos. We just wanted to make sure you're really committed to listening. Yep. <laughs> Blurry Photos. Messing with your mind from the start. I am David Flora. I am David Stecco. And this is Blurry Photos. Welcome. Mm -hmm. We've got a basket of mystery for you. That's right. Uh, goodies to be delivered and maybe devoured by a wolf in the woods. Absolutely. That's that's where my mind went with that. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I recognize it, even though I don't think I joined you on that particular <laughs> trip. I don't think anybody did. <laughs> uh, great. So uh, we do have we do have some uh, some fruits of uh, mystery to to feed you here in this basket. Yeah, yeah. There's some um, there are some loaves of mystery fresh out of the uh, of unknown oven. <laughs> I mean, how far do we go with this thing? I mean, I'll take it to the hoop. <laughs> uh, I think that's that's about that's it. it. Yeah, we did the, it. the hoop is it. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about ley lines. Got me on my knees, ley lines. <laughs> nope, now we're sued by uh, Eric Clapton. Oh, who isn't, though? Yeah. Ley lines. Uh, if you don't know about ley lines, buckle up. Yep. Cause, uh, Put your mystery helmet on. We're going we're gonna to tell, tell you about these things. They're pretty neat, yeah. uh, pretty fascinating, and... Uh, at the same time, believable and unbelievable. Yeah. So to kind of dial your head in, uh, if you've not heard of ley lines before, put this in the, the bucket in your head reserved for, say, the Bermuda Triangle, sort of a geographically based, yeah, yeah. a geographic based phenomena or unknown entity. Yes. We'll we'll talk today. We'll touch on ley lines. We'll touch on geomancy, mm -hmm. uh, the planetary energetic grid theory. Yes. That's a big one. Uh, we'll, we're going to hit all those. Ley lines are uh, alleged alignments of ancient sites or holy places such as hinges, mm -hmm. Stonehenge yep. being a hinge, uh, cairns, churches, things like that. Uh, Tepes. Tepes. <laughs> Uh, geomancy is a divination method that interprets markings on the ground or patterns of tossed soil or rocks. Mm -hmm. can also refer to supposed uh, effects of architecture in terms of geodetics or geodesy, yeah. which is the science of Earth in 3D space and time. And, and, and what is that interesting uh, foreign flavor you're getting in there? Why, that's just a pinch of feng shui that we've added into this stew, because we will be covering just a little bit of feng shui in this as well. That's right. That, that gets thrown in and out to spice things up a little bit. Yep. Uh, the planetary energy grid theory is uh, geometric patterns on the Earth that form a grid or a matrix with the intersecting points forming places of power. Mm -hmm. So that's what those three those those three big overall ideas that we're going to try to hit on today uh, are about. Yeah, and um, uh, this this all just is encompassing the idea of lines of energy that crisscross the Earth, and um, the this idea has been picked up by New Age enthusiasts and archaeologists, mathematicians, occultists, and of course conspiracists, mm -hmm. as well as Bashar. <laughs> Bashar rides these things to work every day. <laughs> he used to ride a dolphin until he realized they hate that. <laughs> so that's that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. Hope, hope you're hope you're going to stick around. It's going to be a, a wonderful ride. We might we might have dessert afterwards. <laughs> Let's get into ley lines. Yeah, real quick. The term ley lines 
was coined in 1921 Mm -hmm. by Alfred Watkins. And he discovered many ancient sites and objects that seemed to be laid out in a straight line across the British countryside. Yeah, he was just trying to trying to make sense of what he was already seeing. He was just trying to say, oh, well, how, how do these people get from point to point? He was just trying to kind of put together these spots mm-hmm. in, in, in his own home backyard. Right, and, and then it was one of those uh, classic tales of you're driving along the countryside and then you stop and get out, look at your map, like, where am I? And then you look up and you're just like... What is this? Mm-hmm. There's something on that hill, and then there's something... Oh, wait, I have to be British. There's something on that hill, and there's something on that hill, and there's something on that hill, and they all form a line! <laughs> <laughs> I could Time for anyway. tea. Time for tea. No offense to our British friends out there. We love you guys. Seriously, we really, we really do. We, we aspire to be you. Even though we won our independence from you 200 years ago. Yeah, but um, but we've also always regretted that you're like you're like a lover that we broke up with a long time ago. We always wonder what if, what, what if? Because if? to be honest, we haven't done that well on our own since. It's true. We uh, kind of lost some of the manners. Yep, you took all the class with you in the divorce. <laughs> well, how, where did we? How did we end up here? We well, like I said, driving along the countryside, you stop, you get out your map. <laughs> Anyway. Blurry photos where we express the regrets of a culture. (laughs) Uh, The term lay comes from the passing of such lines through places with names containing lay in them. So, you know, like Winslayshire. Layford, Laidfordton. (laughs) Great. Alfred Watkins found sites from different ages were aligned, not just like, oh, a couple of people built some houses a few years ago, you know. Or something. No, these were like Neolithic, Bronze Age, Iron Age, all these different periods of time. There were uh, things that were constructed on these hilltops, along, but basically along this line uh, that he traced throughout Britain. Now, wouldn't, wouldn't one be able to make the argument that regardless of when in history it is, it has always been a benefit to build on a hilltop? Oh, that, yeah. these, that these people, I mean, without a conscious plan to, I mean, people tend to inhabit the, the same areas because of the, each area probably offers benefits. This is why people settled there in the first place. Uh, like what we talked about um, Armageddon. in Armageddon, the, mm-hmm. those tells, mm-hmm. those, those, those promontories, those hills that are made only because people have consistently lived in a place for so long. Right, right. And I think in Britain they call them tours, T-O-R. Oh. Something like they'll have a... a Something something tour, Ab- Abbotsfordshire tour. I, I don't. Know. I like tour more than tell. <laughs> once well, again, once again, the come, Britons do it right. Come back to us, baby. <laughs> We're sorry. Now, New Agers, all right, have reckoned that standing stones and other important sites harness energy from mm-hmm. the earth and resonate it. Yep, plenty of accounts of like a, a humming sound that can be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just overall, a sense of good feeling when you're in these places. Mm-hmm. The euphoria mm-hmm. brought around by the Lee energy, Lee <laughs> energy. Uh, the types of structures that, that do this are called, um, I'll go through a list here. Uh, the first one's called a minher, which are just standing stones. These are not 
you don't go outside and, and just throw a rock on the ground and you're like, it's a manhur. These are like the two-ton stones that are standing up straight that are like, where did this come from? This is not like anything else in the landscape here. Uh, you also get a thing called dolmens, which are stones built to form a room. And uh, the, the theory is that these were built to meditate in so that it kind of harnesses the energy and you sit inside and meditate and and uh, it helps your meditation out. Yeah. All right. Great. Uh, barrows are mounds with an entrance and a room inside to, to meditate. So this is kind of like a step up from a dolmen. Now, my understanding, I thought that barrows were uh, typically and historically burial mounds. It could be. Maybe. And maybe it's that, you know, again, this is coming from kind of more of a new age slant on it. Maybe mm-hmm. they've taken that and co-opted it to their own... Uh, yeah. Twisted vision of happiness. We dug in there and got all them musty skeletons out. And now we just go in there and sing. We, we sit and thank. Mm-hmm. We thank for a while. I Such just, thoughts. I like when the butterflies are flying. That's when you know to thank. My, my minds have taken me to places you could never believe. Why are the New Agers Sunday, Sunday school I, I don't church know. Yeah, teachers? We're just trying to cram <laughs> them all together. But they are. This, it, whenever I was looking at this for Barrows... I always thought of uh, um, John Barrowman. Is that is that it from uh, Captain Jack Harkness? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that his name, John Barrowman? I think? Yeah. And I wonder, like, well, how did he get that name? Did he did he clear out the skeletons? Did he go in there? Did his family line <laughs> or meditate? Maybe, maybe his build them? Uh, family made barrows, like wheelbarrows. Uh, oh, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> oh gosh! There's that map again. <laughs> Stop. In addition to that, you get hinges, which we mentioned. Yep. Uh, hinges are stone or timber that's usually arranged in a circle. Uh, and again, the classic example, stone hinge. That's yep. probably the one everybody knows, but that's not the only hinge. There's a ton of hinges that people have built, and apparently on ley lines. Uh, but you also get uh, just simple churches or temples built along these things. Now, apparently you can identify... Uh, ley lines and, and places of power through dousing with rods. Mm-hmm. Uh, dousing is a type of divination where you use a, a rod or a stick. The most base form of geomancy. That's right. This is, I mean, this is something we'll probably cover in a, in a later episode, too. Mm-hmm. That's something that... This is like year one at Hogwarts stuff. <laughs> you know, think of it this way. When uh, you see the old classic, somebody's in a desert and they want to look for water, they get a forked stick... Yep. And then they start pointing it around. That's that's dousing. They're dousing with that stick. Now, there's other forms of that. Now, I myself had done this. Uh, there's another form where you get two uh, wires. And imagine, like, two yeah. long pieces of, like, coating yeah. wire. They're bent at a 90 degree to kind of form a handle. And you mm-hmm. hold them in your hand. And you have both wires pointed straight out from you. And you walk around. And it's said that when the wires cross, you're standing over water. Yeah. Has that worked for you? Um. With mixed results. I don't know. Like, when you're a kid, you're like, it totally worked, regardless of what I've seen. You know, I don't remember. But I remember doing it. Cause, yeah. Because, you know, you hear about it from some uncle or something. And for all you know, they're just trying to get you out of the house for an hour. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I've I've read about that, too. And I, it puts me in the mind of um, the Ouija board. Yeah. Like, is, is something actually moving those? Or are you subconsciously, you know, twitching the muscles in your fingers? Right. And I, I if I had to guess, I would say that the, the they'll almost call it water witching. Mm-hmm. The dowsing, you know, with the two wires. I think that is 
more believable than a Ouija board. Yeah. I, um, and to me, it's more believable even than the forked stick as yeah, well. Because that fork stick's what's supposed to like dip when you. Yeah, or or that. even, <laughs> I mean, it, some people go so far as to say it actually pulls you, like it points in the direction, and like you can feel a force pull you forward. So, I believe, mm-hmm. like, cause cause with the wires, at least you've got maybe some electromagnetic energy or something that can yeah. be messing with them, but. Dowsing. Hey, uh, so that map that we're talking about, it's it's got all kinds of stuff on it. So if you're dying of thirst, all you need is a couple of coat hangers, a wire cutter, (laughs) and you're off to the races. (laughs) Now, these uh, these structures, uh, like I said, they they were built to focus energy from these lines. And some of them were built for astronomical purposes, too. In 1969, uh, we get a writer by the name of John Michel... Mm-hmm. Uh, associate, he associated ley lines with theories of mystical energy, uh, basing them on the Chinese concept of feng shui, which, yeah. we, which we mentioned. Uh, now, the Chinese had a term for ley lines themselves. Do you, did you come across that? They were I did not. Uh, the Chinese called them dragon lines. Of course they did. <laughs> and in fact, uh, they had laws where peasants could not be buried uh, on a dragon line, only kings or emperors could be buried on dragon lines. Now, see, now that makes sense to me. Uh, I mean, you have already in uh, Chinese culture the idea of chi, mm-hmm. and that there are, are lines of energy throughout the body. So why would you not expand that and have lines of energy across the land? Sure, I, that that makes that makes a lot more sense to me than uh, the Watkins UK version just you mean historically since people have built here it must be something yeah exactly i think i mean i it makes more sense to me that there's the 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 chinese cultural version of it than than watkins kind of homebrewed well i look around here and here's the theory i have for it Mm -hmm. and even watkins theory was not accepted in britain yeah uh he wrote this book and he tried to advertise it in archaeological um publications and they wouldn't accept it they would not mm. even let his book be advertised in it because they're like nah we don't we don't buy it <laughs> that's funny I, yeah. I think that's funny because i mean that's what people have have fought against throughout the ages yeah. it's like uh here's something that you know this may be really cool or maybe maybe something we should study and then you get uh, the the authority agency or figure that being like Nah, you're crazy. You're a nut. This is done. We're not going to waste our time. Right. And and, I mean, and I guess for both perspectives, I I can see why it didn't work out, you know, because he's, he's saying no, like these, it's, you're trying to, it's like trying to take an ad out for a Bible sales company about, oh no, it turns out that Jesus was three quarters robot. You know, like like what his theory is about the, these locations of these places is based on this mystical line of energy, and you're trying to advertise it in an archaeology publication where mm-hmm. these guys are, you know, gritting things out and cleaning. Very scientific, people. right? Yeah. And so the two aren't going to get along, and it's it's not entirely fair to ask one to advertise the other in the same thing. Good point. Good point. <laughs> uh, since then, though, uh, the idea of that the mystical energy and stuff uh, has been applied. To places all over the world, not just in Britain, not just in you know the Chinese culture and stuff, people have started looking around and being like, "Oh, look at this! This is this is a thing." This- South America is yeah. like Lee Line crazy. So let's talk about the planetary energy grid theory. Yeah, I want to hear about that because in my I didn't even 
come across that in my research. Yeah, this uh, the thing with ley lines, it, it straddles a bunch of uh, topics, I feel like. Uh, ley lines itself is specific to, I think, the Alfred Watkins, the British you know, the idea mm-hmm. of the things being built in a line and stuff, but it also sort of expands into the the planet, but then morphs into a different kind of theory. And, and, and we may see this as we go along here, but the planetary energy grid theory is a pseudo-scientific theory that there is an all-encompassing energy field holding the Earth together based on a combination of platonic solids. Uh, platonic solids being a tetrahedron, a cube, an octahedron, a dodecahedron, and an icosahedron. No uh, icosa-dodecahedrons? Not in the base ones, I guess. Well, surely there is the inclusion of the uh, uh, quasi-rhombicosa-dodecahedron then. No, no. Well, what the hell kind of theory is it? Well, let's get into it, because I'll tell you. Because I got my finger on the bullshit button, and I'm ready to push it. I know you do. <laughs> Uh, so a fellow by the name of Ivan P. Sanderson was a scientist who identified in 1972 12 geographic areas around the world that had mysterious properties. Uh, and what he did was to kind of gather as much as he could information about shipwrecks or aircraft that had gone down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he tried to see where the most concentrations of these were in the world. I think that's a that's a good approach. That's a cool approach to find an anomaly. And he found 12 places that stood out uh, as being anomalous. And they include what we know, now know as the Bermuda Triangle, yes. the Devil's Sea near Japan, the North and South Pole, uh, Hamakalia Volcano in Hawaii, and a place called the South Atlantic Anomaly. And uh, he named them the Vile Vortices, as in Vortex. Okay. But Vile Vortices is what he <laughs> I like that. I like that he started off saying, well, by, I'm going to look for anomalies, and that's a, I, that's a good approach. Look for where people, you know, where anomalous things are happening. Yeah. Then, using a Sharpie, put a bandit mask on the front of your issue <laughs> and a stripy shirt. <laughs> I've done a statistical analysis of lives lost to unknown circumstances. And, and I bags it... of money with dollar signs <laughs> yeah. printed on them. And what I call it is the malevolent hand of the unclean one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the vile vortices. Yep. So uh, now the weird thing about it was they are evenly spaced around the globe, five in each hemisphere. And uh, and then you get the the poles. Oh, okay. Um, and if you if you put an icosahedron inside a sphere, let's say the Earth, mm-hmm. uh, you get these points on there. Apparently. And they line up. And they line up with these points. Really? Now that's that's what Ivan Sanderson said. Ivan P. Sanderson. There's a cryptozoologist named Ivan T. Sanderson, and uh, it was kind of hard to. <laughs> Oh. Sift through the the muck uh, between these guys, but Ivan P, as in Paul, Ivan T, you'll get your turn. Yeah, we'll get to you. He had a pretty cool life. Apparently, his dad uh, was killed by a rhinoceros on safari. <laughs> so Ivan T's uh, was was a pretty pretty cool figure. Um, mm-hmm. it it I did I did come across some information saying his 
the st- his data that he gathered could yeah. have been fudged a little just to make it fit. Like he could have shoved that square peg into a round, round hole. hole. Well, what I was thinking is how much commerce is there over the North and South Pole that he was able to say. I mean, there is just pretty bad weather in those places. <sighs> oh yeah. I mean, but like and hurricanes it, over you know yeah, the Atlantic I, and by like my my question like. I don't know about the other spots so much, but like the North and South Pole, I mean, there's, I guess, statistically, you'd say, well, by the number, the percentage of people who travel there, a lot of people end up dying or shipwrecking or whatever. I don't know. Like I, those two seem a little hinky to me. Yeah. But I'm, I'm still enjoying this tale. And, and it may also have to do with something with instruments malfunctioning and, you know, how uh, you go through the Bermuda Triangle and they're like, oh, my instruments are just, the compass is spinning. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that could happen at the poles too, right? Right, absolutely. You're going to see magnetic anomalies like crazy. So that makes sense. I get you. So uh, he, he may have been taking that. Uh, so a little later than that, uh, Russian scientists named Goncharov, Morozov, and Makarov uh, added a dodecahedron to the icosahedron, and they saw that over 4,000 important sites fit on the globe with this. So each point of it, including lines that are drawn to connect them, there are over 4,000 places that are uh, uh, really significant uh, across the earth. And it does, Now, is there any discussion? Like I said, I didn't come across any of this in my research, so you are I, tip of the cap, Flora. Oh, thank, thank you. But, uh, I mean, does, is there any talk given to the fact that the earth is not actually a sphere? Does that... It's kind of flattened. Uh, no. It, okay. I mean, it, it didn't... It doesn't seem to mess with their Not, their not that I saw. Okay, all right. <laughs> now, I mean, I have my own opinion about 4,000 important sites fitting on on this uh, icosododecahedron that, they, right. that they've done. But uh, adding to that, in 1975, there, there's a husband and wife scientist team uh, of Bill Becker and Beth Hagens throw in another icosahedron. Why not? They make a shape based... So, so I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Okay. But I'm going to. So yeah, I totally mean to interrupt you. <laughs> so we started with what shape? An icosahedron. Okay. Which, oh, I'm sorry, I should have... Uh, an icosahedron is... Um, a twenty-sided figure. Okay, because uh, all I want to do is put this into terms of role-playing dice. Well, okay, so this is a twenty-sided die. Your D twenty. Yeah, your base for, for our uh, for uh, Ken Height and all of our uh, yeah. D friends. <laughs> this is a D twenty. Uh, they throw in there a a D twelve, a twelve-sided die, which is called a the dodecahedron. Okay, and then Becker and Hagens throw in yet another D twenty, an icosahedron. And they make a shape that's based on Buckminster Fuller's work. Okay. Which has been vetted chemically. And yeah. By, yeah. He had, yeah. I mean, I think he would be an interesting one to do uh, an episode about because he seems like another before his time figure. Yeah. It took them forever to say, yep, you're right. You might, uh, you might have heard of Buckyballs mm-hmm. uh, or uh, uh, geodesic domes. Yeah. He, he had a big hand in. in designing those but anyway they took some of his uh work and and threw threw this in and that's what we kind of have today uh it's called the becker hagen's grid and it shows major and minor energy nodes uh across the planet so i mean i mean i'm glad that we're providing the service of geometry there's there's some shapes for you guys yeah some some not just triangles and squares We'll get to some debunking, I guess. We'll we'll get to that 
in a little bit. I mean, right now we're mostly focused on bunking, but yeah, you know, we're going to bunk you here a little, uh, a little longer, a little longer. And then we're going to, then we're going to try to flip the script and then remove that bunk. <laughs> flip the script, remove that bunk. All right. Um, <laughs> Diggy toots. <laughs> I, I have like also like to apologize for how many times I say Diggy toots. Now I, I'm going to real, I'm, I'm telling you, only when it is absolutely appropriate in my eyes will I scream diggy toots in the future. <laughs> the energy that, that uh, apparently running through these lines, mm-hmm. um, people have said it's some sort of earth radiation or uh, a mystic force field, they've called it. It's similar to what's called odic force or mana or chi, as you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's undetectable by instruments, but akin to the detectable telluric currents, which are actually observed electric currents that run through the Earth. Have you heard of telluric currents? I have never heard of telluric currents. That's a that's a thing. That's a that's an actual uh, measurable scientific thing. I think okay. even the geologists and stuff have been like, yes, telluric currents. We'll buy that. We'll put that in our magazine. But Alfred Watkins, yeah, no, go back to the countryside and get lost. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the the energy from these lines, it can give off uh, positive or negative energy. It's depending on how you use them. Uh, and in fact, I've heard that witches uh, can convene covens on lines, and, and then that amplifies the negative energy and start uh, making that section of the line more negative. Also, uh, if, if you practice white magic on there, it can have the opposite effect. So... For the purpose of this, just to make it clear, because we were just discussing the telluric lines. Mm-hmm. When you're saying energy now, you're talking about like a cetacean transformation energy, not necessarily an actual flowing stream of electrons. Because, I guess so. Yeah. Although the telluric, the telluric might be more along the electrons. Yeah, right. I think, yeah, telluric is an actual But the electron. lay energy. The lay energy. Is Bashar's yeah. ticket to. Okay. It's, it's yeah, mushroom energy. <laughs> anyway, um, yes. Okay. Some of the connections that people have made with ley lines, they can be observed running directly through major cities and sites. Mm-hmm. In fact, one, one of the most popular lines that people like to reference runs directly through Mexico City, Mobile, Alabama, Atlanta, Georgia, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, New York City. Ever heard of it? Uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, all the way across the pond to Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. Belbeck in Lebanon, which is an a ancient temple, ancient site. Yes. And uh, possibly even London, Munich, Damascus, or Riyadh, depending on how you bend the line to your will. Yeah. But that is that's one... Uh, huge ley line that people are like, this has got to be something if if it's connecting all these cities in the world and there's some major cities like Mobile. Right. <laughs> but Mobile, a city on the grow. <laughs> I've been to Mobile. Mobile was actually really nice. I had a good time in Mobile. Right. Maybe there's something to it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Mobile sucks. I just don't think it's a major metropolis. Well, true, true. Um, but I'll bet you the food there is phenomenal. I I didn't I I don't think I sampled uh, the food well enough because I had like bar food. Oh, I mean chicken chicken tenders aren't <laughs> they're universal. <laughs> 
so that's that's one of the connections. Uh, Freemasons. Oh, have, look out! <laughs> may have known uh, about ley lines and designed Washington D.C. to harness the energy of the lines. Really? Mm-hmm. Now uh, this is the first I've heard. I mean, we've discussed the Masons quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. This is the first I've heard uh, uh, an intersection of Masons and ley lines. I mean, I know that they love a formulated layout. Yeah. Is as London is a perfect example of. Sure, the Vatican. Mm-hmm. And not to say that the Masons and the Pope are, are the same person, but. right? <laughs> but they did build a lot of things there. You know, like they they get their. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you uh, if you Googled up uh, DC and Masons, then it'll it'll show you like there's a lot of stuff that's in the shape of a star. After you get through all the pictures of Nicolas Cage, right? Well, <laughs> we gotta wade through a lot of Cage. <laughs> I mean. And that that could be part of the whole di- disinformation uh, yeah. machine that's They're out too there. close to the truth. Deploy Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> I, just, I, I can't make good life decisions <laughs> with my money, but I'm going to keep doing movies. <laughs> I mean, Nicholas Cage, Keanu Reeves, same person. That's, right, that's yeah. My head. I anyway. was with you on that. <laughs> uh, the Great Pyramid uh, at Giza, that's... An example that uh, is at an intersection of ley lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, intersections are big. That's you. You get a lot of temples and, and places of worship, churches, things like that, built on intersections of these lines. Peru is very well known for that. Machu Picchu. Yep. And apparently, from the Great Pyramid, you get all kinds. Of, you you can make angles going from the tip of it that point toward other sites uh, like Mecca. Uh, Baalbek again from from Lebanon. Uh, Stonehenge is another one you can get to, and in, in, in straight lines, not just like I'm gonna I'm gonna turn towards Mecca and point, and that's right. and that's something crazy. Right. Oh. Um, <laughs> I can stand at this temple and point in this direction, and I'm pointing at somewhere else on the earth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anyway, we're 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 still bunking, we're still bunking, bunking. We're going to have to ask you to continue to suspend your disbelief for just a little while longer. <laughs> Focus! Just one more. One more point I want to make, and then we can start de- What would Bashar do right now? WWBD. Some people think they could be landing vectors for spacecraft. Yes. This is where this is where I hear the most, uh, you know, Nazca lines. Yep. yep. Yeah, this is where you get into that. Yep. Nazca lines are in... Uh, Peru, right? Yep. And they're huge geoglyphs, which mm-hmm. uh, they're they're mounds of of earth, but they're they're arranged in the shape of animals. Yep. Uh, but they're only viewable from really high up. Yep. But yeah, you get a lot of that discussion of of like you said, landing vectors. <laughs> yeah. Of I I thought that aliens pretty much all had vertical takeoff and landing, but you know what? It's not for me to tell them how to fly from from planet to planet. Yeah, that's are, not my job. You? Who are you to say, man? Yeah. That's that's know, that's know the hubris role. of of mankind. Gosh, that's why they can't be friends with us. But um, Egypt is a, is a place that that is uh, I don't know. It's I mean steeped in mystery, obviously, but like it's got a lot to do with the ancient alien uh, yeah. stuff, Zachariah Sitchin and. Uh, I've heard that the pyramids, you know, do they were like landing places for, for spacecraft, things like that. And these, if these ley lines, you know, are, are if there's anything to them uh, being vectors for that, then you know that's just another 
that that's all supporting each other in in the conspiracy or yeah you you'll find that yeah these theories you know, like they they do bolster each other you right, know right. if that's what it, I'm trying it, to say. and you also have a hard time saying oh yeah alien landing pads but not aligned with planetary grid of power like yeah. you you can't really say yes <laughs> to one and no to the other uh so i'm tired of bunking Oh, man, I'm so, like, I am full of bunking. I think we've hit as much bunk as we can pump I'm into this. I'm bunkful. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight unless we take some of the pressure off this. Can we Can we debunk this just a little bit? Yeah, how about the fact that lines can be drawn everywhere? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, but, you know, if... Even random dots, they there have been mathematical and oh yeah other other uh, spheres of interest have have gone through uh, the the process of throwing out specks or dots or rocks or whatever yeah and then they they chart straight lines through them and the percentage wise there are there's a, a decent percentage of lines that can be drawn from you know four or more yeah. random spaces and, and and hooray for that you know like what i don't there's no meaning to that there's no right. meaning to the fact that you can draw a line and a few things oh if you you know line up approximately or even exactly yeah you know unless there is already a pre-existing meaning between those points yeah well uh, and some people may argue that that's their whole point that well this is a temple and this is a temple this is the pre-existing meaning that is this a line yeah yeah I get um, that. I guess they, I, I I can understand that argument, but man, it gets it's it gets taken to such terrifying extremes with something. I mean, like I keep looking over uh, at this map. It's just lines everywhere, and it's you're like, talking about the the Becker Hagen's grid. Yeah, yeah, and you get there are so many lines that like what's the point? Hmm. There's just lines everywhere. Yeah, it starts it starts looking like. Uh, Spiderweb? Even more than that, I, like I picture Crack glass. Windshield? Yeah, like glass. That's if it's if it's not cracked, then it's you know a bunch of scrapes and and stuff on it. Like you know if you if you just don't take care of a pair of glasses and yeah. you just throw them around and stuff and let, and then you start looking at them, you're like, man, there's all kinds of scratches on this thing. Now I see everything. It's all connected. <laughs> exactly. There's energy flowing through here. I mean, you get you get too many lines, it loses its meaning. To yeah. me, in this Becker Hagen's grid, the nodes on there, right? And I think you were mentioning this. Some of them, some of them are, are places, yeah, of interest. Some of them, middle of nowhere. Yeah, I would say eighty percent nowhere. Yeah, they're just they're just in places that you know they got some stuff off the coast of Somalia here. I mean, was it, is that the pirate spot? Is that the pirate <laughs> the pirate point? node? Yeah, the the pirate node. <laughs> um, and and the other thing that. I mean, I don't know, you could, you know, chicken or the egg this. But if these are, you know, these ancient, ancient societies are are cognizant of these power lines, is it just that they knew about their section of them or were they aware of all of them? The whole thing. Hmm. Which doesn't seem possible because they all thought the earth was flat. Well. And this requires a three-dimensional knowledge of the world that you can stick your uh, uh, dodecahedron and then your icosahedron. And then into, another icosahedron. And then another icosahedron, because the first one wasn't good enough. That's to a good get point. I didn't done. even think of that. You know, a lot of people, but, but then again, that's the unenlightened mass. Right. And and since this was, these were the small few that were trained by space visitors, <laughs> Nazca lines. I, yeah, I, you know, I guess it just becomes just a big mysterious cat chasing its own mysterious and unknowable tale. 
Yeah. But they happen. Those ley lines, they're a real thing that people talk about. There's also no solid uh, evidence that, uh, or no solid physical evidence, I should say, of, of any special energy at any of these nodes or, or places along the line. Yeah, that, and that's why I wanted to make a point of, of distinguishing between, you know, like a psychic, ethereal energy, mm-hmm. in air quotes, um, and, and the, an actual flow of electrons that will kill you if you touch it. Yeah, yeah. I would, if if I were to believe that, that ley lines uh, are out there and, and doing their thing, my belief is that less is more because some of these images that we that you might find uh, show, like you said, lines everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and some people will will take Google Earth and draw lines across all different number of cities. But oh, I live here, and I'm going to draw a line straight to uh, the next town over. That means there's a ley line there. Oh my my gosh, you know, right. And to me, the more lines that you draw, the less meaning each line has. Yeah, agreed. Now, I I heard a description of ley lines. Bear with me on this one. I can't wait. That makes for an interesting junior high narrative, but also almost kind of makes its own sense if you're already uh, committed to believing in ley lines. Oh, is it where all the kids go to make out? <laughs> Woo! Getting Woo. laid lines. <laughs> You still owe me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The pun gun hasn't gone off yet. Uh, There was a role-playing game called Rifts, and they had this really, the basis of it was that ley lines were real and these gigantically important things. Mm. And that there was a a nuke, and what happened is there is is a, a functional finite amount of psychic energy on the planet. And each person contained a small uh, portion of it. And whatever wasn't contained by a person flowed through these ley lines, hmm. these, these large arcing channels of energy. And as the planetary population grew, that energy was dispersed through more and more people, thus making the ley lines weaker and weaker. Hmm. And so while you hear about them more historically, and people would discuss them and build their temples along them but as you know you get into the age of enlightenment is as as the global population goes up these things become more and more difficult to uh register or or understand and so and the 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 theory of and i repeat the role-playing game (laughs) was that once you get to you know where are we at now like six seven billion seven billion seven billion people it's so diffuse the psychic energy in the planet that no one has enough to light a candle wow but there is uh, a catastrophe there are a nuclear war where suddenly billions of people all die at once releasing this torrent of psychic energy and all of a sudden lee lines spring to life and wow. arcing psychic energy all over the earth and it's so tumultuous that these rifts start opening from other dimensions because it's just all of a sudden a flood of psychic energy and now you know there's robots and aliens and and that's when you start rolling dice and killing things <laughs> Wow. That's, so that's as a real narrative fun. goes, yeah. pretty cool. But it also, I mean, in its own weird way, kind of makes a little bit of sense if that's something you're pre-inclined to believe in. I, I like it. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, you got to wonder, because it just seems like every every day people are getting dumber. <laughs> <laughs> True. I know I am. <laughs> Uh, that's why Blurry Photos is such a good community service. Yeah, exactly. We're doing it for you, people. 
that's that's really neat and and I wonder if that grew out of an idea of uh, a theorist uh, of the paranormal you know what I mean yeah Could exactly have... I mean it was a good incorporation of it as a matter of fact uh, I, while we talk I'm kind of bringing it up here I forgot that there is even a class in the game called the line walker wow and they travel along the the, the ley lines and so yeah so that was you know it was a thing that I just when we were when I was doing the research that came back to my mind I was like oh yeah huh. that was a a ley line based yeah, thing. Right up this alley. Mm-hmm. For me, the jury's out on this one. I think because the more the more maps I see with tons of lines, the less I believe it. Right. And also the the more maps I see that say these are energy nodes and things like that, and they're just they're in the middle of the ocean or they're like the tip yeah. of Antarctica or someplace, you know, that nobody's ever talked about being weird stuff happening at. Yeah, this to me, it feels a lot more like a religious belief, which could be just as real, you know, to the people who believe in it. But it doesn't seem to really hold up. It doesn't seem to have um, as much. I, I, there's not enough, in my opinion, there's not enough information to even make it a mystery. It's more like a story. Yeah. Yeah. More like a, a tale. <laughs> yeah. It's a lore. It's lore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a cool idea. I think it's. I think it's very fun. And who knows? You, maybe, maybe the Masons, maybe the, our friends, the Illuminati, know uh, about this and how to harness it, and that's why they've designed their cities and stuff like that in that certain way. Um, there, there's even the crazy uh, theory that nine uh, eleven was was due to uh, ley line, like that ley line was was thrown in the mix for nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Yep. I heard that um, Obama was born on a ley line that transported him magically from Hawaii to Kenya. I didn't hear any of that. I just made that up. <laughs> but uh, that's that's ley lines that's for you lines. and a, so and a long yeah, mystical energy. If anybody nutshell. brings it up, you're like, yeah, I, I heard about that once. <sighs> <laughs> puns. Hey, how about puns? Yeah, let's let's do some puns. All right, I got one. All right, I got one, and I'm I'm going first because I want to make sure that I get to steal the actual use of the phrase. Oh, yeah, uh, it's the ley line. It's a phone dating line <laughs> for um, amorous singles in your area. <laughs> you can't get away from using lay <laughs> line in in. In a pun for yeah, I know, I know. That's why I wanted to go first so that you seem like the one who's stealing. <laughs> oh, great. Because I, I couldn't I couldn't get away I couldn't come up with two puns without one of them being right. ley lines. So mine is a pottery store called the Clay Lines. Oh, see, that's way better. You at least changed a word. I couldn't even do that. <laughs> I added a C. Yeah. I didn't even change a word. I pretty much added a, yeah. changed an E from an A. Yeah, from an e. I've got one. It's a uh, a home flooring company that will uh, isolate problem spots in your house. It's called the Tile Vortices. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, I spent so long trying to think of a right the right one for this, and the one that I got is so bad. <laughs> I can't wait because of all the good puns that we have. Don't bring our vortices. average down, man. <laughs> it's it's a direct competition with Menards and Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Tile vortices. Uh, I can I can see the the cheaply made uh, video that's on 
Oh yeah, like a bad like 3D graphics thing. They're like these <laughs> these parts of the home are constantly left dirty and unused. We have isolated them using our proprietary home analysis yeah. software. <laughs> Taking an icosahedron and putting it inside your home. <laughs> I, and you, and you get like a, a a really attractive local girl to be your spokesman, mm. walking through the aisles, showing you all the the tiles they've got and stuff. That's because it happens. It Hi, happens. I'm an average customer. When they first showed me the dodecahedron, I thought that Maid might be onto something. When they put an icosahedron into that, I knew I had signed with the right company. <laughs> uh, this is this just turned into the weakest dismount. Um, <laughs> Which is just called passing out in the saddle. You just fall <laughs> off the horse. <laughs> Let's hear how loudly your face slaps the ground. Come on, all right, it. all right. So this is also uh, from the the old vile vortices. Um, this is a coffee shop <laughs> called the Vile Javanese. <laughs> Not a successful coffee shop at that. <laughs> Our coffee is vile. <laughs> But they know where to put their shops. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They've mapped out the entire United States. You, uh, you ever had green coffee? <laughs> Come on in. We have all the convenient locations. <laughs> Literally. Uh, Wherever you thought we should be, that's where we are. Guess what? What? We got a pun this week. Shut your butt! I will not. Here's the pun sound. <laughs> The children in their excitement. They're they're as almost excited as we are to get a pun. Almost get a job, kids. Um, <laughs> this pun is sent a, sent to us by uh, user Annie. Hey, Hey-o. welcome back, Annie. Hey, Annie. I'd like to welcome you back to the uh, podcast. This is Dave Stecco. Just uh, just wanted to say hi. How are you doing? Hey, this is David. What's up? Um, so <laughs> I don't know. Did I come on too strong? Um, <laughs> Uh, Annie uh, sends us a pun that was uh, apparently inspired by Bahama Mama's last pun. Oh! This is, this is great. Our, our this. listeners are, are yeah. even... This is how a community is born. This is right. Uh, okay, so here it is. Jeremy was from West... Oh, this is about the Rasputin episode. Oh, okay. Rah, rah, Rasputin. I can't believe that we'd never mentioned that song in there. I know. And and, and I just put it in at the it's end. It's awesome. It almost makes it... It's, it's like you're implying that you wrote it. And I, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Nope. Um, all right. Uh, Jeremy was from West Virginia and had a speech impediment that made him start all his statements with a PR sound. He owned a car that he nicknamed Dub. He would let his sister Ovia borrow it, and one morning he found it crashed in a ravine. He was so angry that instead of confronting her directly, he made his mother be the middleman. And he said to his mother, Praskovia Fyodorovna Dubrovina. Uh. I I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. There was a, a setup that maybe I didn't follow closely enough. I think the inspiration from Bahama Mama was, was that to set up uh, to, you, to write a to write a short story. Well, it, yeah, I mean it was just uh, it, it was just icing on the cake. Yeah, and um, the so, name obviously is is uh, from the woman that right, he married. Right. I did know that part. I got that. 
But uh, I don't understand where the auto accident comes into play. The 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 car was named Dub, and it was uh, crashed in a ravine, so it was Dub Ravine. <laughs> Dub Ravine. Okay. That that's where that was. Fyodorovna Dub Ravina, and then he starts everything every sentence with PR. So ask. Uh, okay. Okay. Now, Annie, thank you. And I, I have to make this very clear. Just because I didn't understand it doesn't mean it's not great. You clearly put a lot of work into that, and you created a very intricate and delicate thing. And I am a ham-fisted lummox. <laughs> I don't appreciate delicate things very well. I break them. That's true. Um, uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm kind of a bad boy, Annie. Uh, you don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me because you're going to get hurt. So uh, they, that was that's why I didn't get it. Um, I thought it was great, Annie. Uh, and thanks, <laughs> thanks for sitting. I did think it was great. I just didn't get it at first. I had to have it explained. You're lucky because you get to read it. You get to see it all and re-reference. You're right. It. You're right. I I don't have this printed out in front of both of us, uh, <laughs> like I probably should. Uh, so I'll, I'll get a running order next week, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get this stuff taken care of but please uh send in more puns it was great uh no matter what's your inspiration yeah please um, do let's 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 have some more go on and uh tell us how how awful we are so that we can put ourselves in the penalty box yeah exactly <laughs> did we make any factual errors the answer is yes can you find them <laughs> question mark <laughs> awesome you know what's weird getting just touching back on the the energy aspect of like how you can transform negative positive energy of these lines and stuff. Right. It it's it would be interesting to uh to do an experiment to see if you can change some of the, one of these lines that are, that's popular like say the uh, the Mexico City to uh to the New York mm-hmm. uh ley line, you know, the one that runs through Boston uh and DC and sure. Atlanta. What if you what if you just stationed a bunch of uh, practitioners of of white magic. Uh, at Say Wiccans points. if you mean Wiccans. Well, uh, Wiccans can jump in. Uh, yeah. They they do white they, magic. They are our only practitioners of magic. All right. So you station a bunch of Wiccans in mm-hmm. uh, along this line, and like they all they all have a certain time there uh, that they all start performing the same ritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so they get this rich ritual of white magic uh, performed along this line. <laughs> I mean, what, what if what if that does something? What if it uh, changes the energy of, of those lines? Uh, New York, D.C., you know, those are pretty famous for, for crime. Mexico City. Yeah. yeah. Drugs now, and, and vice. What if those lines were already white? What if they were already gra- positive? And this was like, this these lines are like what's keeping it from all of those cities from becoming Thunderdome. <laughs> It could be. Yeah. Then, I mean, I, I don't think a practice like this would hurt. No. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I mean, that's just something. If if you if you go down the rabbit hole, I think hole, that is the tagline of Wicca. I don't think a practice like this would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. I don't mean to pick on the Wiccans. I don't know why I do it. It's my own insecurity. Yeah, quit your Wiccan picking. <laughs> nice. Uh I uh, I'm still waiting on a on a photo of a hot Wiccan, so so get on it, you guys. Doesn't have to be a photo of you, like you know, just send us a picture of yeah. a hot Wiccan. I don't know. Preferably not a drawing, although we'll take it. Yeah, but I would love to see a drawing. 
I'd prefer it, as a matter of fact. But that yeah. way, it's the Wiccan you want us to see, not the Wiccan you have on hand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just that's my my brain going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, saying why not give it a shot? I mean, these places are in a, in a pretty bad way in a lot of spots anyway. So yeah, why not? Why not hurt? Why not do that? So that's uh, that's that'll, that'll do it for for this episode for you. I uh, hope you stuck with us. Uh, go go to our Facebook page. Yeah, and like tell, it. tell us about the home that you built on a ley line and your experiences. Yeah, yeah that's that, that's not a bad idea. Uh, if if you got any any energy running through the ground uh, under your feet, yeah. Oh, almost forgot. We've got some um, some listener mail. Um, this is from uh, D Diggity. Uh, Dave Stecco is the best. Dave Flora smells like old socks. Exclamation point, smiley face. D diggity? D diggity? Okay, I made that one up. Damn it! Well, we knew it wasn't real because the sound didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's right. You're so correct. <laughs> you'll only, yeah, you'll always know because we have the registered trademark listener, uh, listener mail sound but you guys can hear that sound if you send us some friggin mail yeah <laughs> just do it just send us something say hi yeah. we'll, we, we'll love it we'll i mean you'll see how excited we get you'll hear it yeah it's it's like when like uh prisoners in jail or or you know in world war Two, you know and soldiers in the front get mail call right that's what we do we giggle and we clamor and we read them over and over <laughs> and over and we get really obsessed about it we carry it with us until mm-hmm. we're dead, and then yeah. we pass it off to the partner, saying, "Make sure, make sure they get this back home." Exactly. But uh, you can do that through our website, blurryphotos.org. Just go to the contact page there and, and fill it out real quick. Doesn't take long. No, nope. we're not going to do anything with your your email address, like we've said before. Yeah, that's that's literally nothing. Literally, we won't even reply quite, to it. Quite literally, absolutely literally, um, unless you ask us to, of course. Uh, but we've got uh, yeah we've got that Facebook page that we're we're climbing up there slowly yeah uh, thanks thanks to our new likers doesn't um, it feel good to get in on the ground floor of, of something that's going to become a, a cultural phenomenon yeah exactly you could say I was one of the first man yeah I, I knew those guys when when they were uh, um, half as cool as they are yeah now. when we're a really big deal and we're getting interviewed we'll talk about our diamond platinum plus listeners and that'll be you and. Um, <laughs> Don't laugh. It, it becomes not real. <laughs> uh, go to iTunes. Not like those <laughs> diamond platinum regular listeners. God, they suck. <laughs> diamond uh, platinum plus, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only $8 a month. Um, yeah, uh, iTunes, we're on there. Subscribe. Uh, rate us and uh, write a review if you want. That's That's another ground floor. Twitter, we're also on. I, I I should mention that blurry underscore photos. We, we don't, tort stuff all the time. Well, we 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 do for every episode, and yep. when we have something better to say, we will we'll twit some we'll more. Tort it. But uh, other than that, we'll get a YouTube page up and running soon. Uh, mm-hmm. That way, if you if YouTube's your thing, you can uh, you can listen to the episodes on there, and we might even make some stupid videos yeah. in the near future. Yeah, we might. There's the there's been a lot of clamoring for a video of uh, David and I just making out for ten minutes. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but, you know, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, we'll all stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for this episode of Blurry Photos, 
I have been David, don't lay my line, Flora. And I have strategically placed myself as David Stecco in a position of power. <laughs> I could have been David the Node. <laughs> oh, man! That's a really good one, too. <laughs> That's kind of like the Domino's thing, the Noid. Oh, uh, way back in the day. Hey! Bye. Bye.